Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 510. Yes, 10 episodes since we crossed that mighty 500 mark. Anyhow, halfway to 1,000. Are we going to do it? I don't know, seven years. Whoa. Yeah, maybe we could. We, we used to do two episodes a week, so they added up faster. Now we only do one episode a week. And, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't think we're going to go that long. We'll see. I might be dead. Who knows? We're, Will and I are both old. Um, yes, and he's getting old this weekend, next weekend, something like that. Yeah, his 60th birthday is the day before Grey Cup, big party at Will's house. Anybody's invited? Sure, come on. Just uh, uh, RSVP, Patty. Okay, um, what's going on? Hey, uh, we're in the playoffs. We had a great playoff weekend. The semifinals were last weekend, the Eastern and Western Divisions. And uh, this week, we got the winners are bouncing over to the divisional champions for the Western Final. That's going to be pretty stellar and amazing. We'll talk about which teams got wet and where and how come in a few minutes. You know who they are because you're a fan and you were paying attention. If you weren't paying attention, what the fuck are you listening to my podcast for? Really? Seriously? This is about football. Uh, yeah, so what's going on? Anything interesting happening in those the semifinal games? No, they were pretty much exactly what we thought they would be. Not the outcome wasn't always the same or what we predicted or expected, but yeah, they were they were pretty much there was nothing special happening in these games. Nothing uh, wasn't bad officiating. It wasn't uh, you know there was not a bunch of cheap shots. They were very respectful. I, I like the fact that you know the uh, uh, who what was it? Never mind. I, I don't know. Somebody Calgary and, and BC always have a really good relationship when they're playing you know they help each other up you know unlike that fucking bomber team they're dirtbags anyhow but aside the point let's move on from that one uh what's going on what's wonderful everything's peachy keen we're minus 16 here in merit it's a little chilly out in my truck i got the heat going i turned the fan down just so that it didn't get too loud in the microphone but you know what if it gets kind of cold in the cab i'm gonna have to turn it up a little bit just a notch or two just to make it work just so that I don't freeze my naps off out here. Uh, I got my Wooly, my Stanfields on. I'm a good Canadian. I got my Stanfields on with a hoodie on top of that. So we're okay. And this is not Saskatchewan, so it's not a bunny hug. How the fuck do they even come up with a name like that? It's a hoodie. It's got a hood, right? There you go. It's got a pocket. Bunnies don't have pockets, okay? They're not, you know, it's not a possum. So how, how does it get this bunny uh, it's it, it, absolutely stupid. I don't understand fucking Flatlanders. They're all the same. Doesn't matter which one you're in. Okay, uh, what else is going on? We're going to talk some football. Oh, fuck it. Let's just open up the mics and let's go go talk to the boys. William, I'm opening up your mic right now. Take it off pause if you've got it that way. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Excellent. I was kind of I was kind of sleeping there for a while because you guys spent ten minutes talking about fucking weather. 
but that's okay. We all got to talk about something. Um, it's cold well, as fucking Calgary. That was before the show started because we're just it, on the show now. As, it's snowy as fucking Calgary. Uh huh. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Yeah, everything's good. I guess. Considering. Yeah, everything's relative, right? So. I am. I, I know that you. I uh, am ten. Throughout the season, you've so you been know, claiming to be Mister Neutral. I, just so you know, I am ten yeah, days away from turning sixty. I'm ten days away from turning sixty. Yes. So yeah, the there you go. Mm-hmm. Jeez, he should be having a great and, and it's going to be a party. party at Will's house. He is. I'm I'm actually sitting in my basement that my wife has already rearranged for the thirty two people that are gonna thirty two people that are gonna be here. Well, wow, thirty two people And I'm like and I'm like, where the fuck am I gonna stick them at? Holy shit. Anyways, but yeah. you've seen my basement, Christopher. It ain't that big. Okay? It, it ain't so, that big, but, but you I, know, thirty people can get in there, no problems. Well, no, I mean, there's still the upstairs as well and my front room. I just don't like people to sit on my furniture in my front room, but I guess I'll just let it go this time. Um, Will? Yeah, so... That is yes. what furniture is for. Not, not... Okay, that's... I have a... Sorry. People, I'm sorry, people don't treat things properly in my mind, okay? Yeah, call me an idiot, call me a snob, call me whatever, okay? But I have a $12,000 custom leather couch in my front living room, okay? And I get really annoyed when people put their fucking... I get really annoyed when people put their fucking feet on it, okay? I'm just saying, okay? It's just my thing. Just my thing, but we, we anyways. Were, when I when I was when I was growing up, my neighbor had a, a living room, and no, they had like plastic over the furniture and stuff like this, big Queen Anne chair and everything else, and nobody was ever yes. allowed to sit in the fucking living room. And I just go, what is the purpose of having a living room if you don't live in it? You know, it just it doesn't sorry. make sense to me. You know, sorry, but sorry, to sorry. Each sorry. Let's just. Let's just just go off on a tangent here for a minute. My best friend in Winnipeg, when he was getting married, his Italian mother-in-law had the furniture with the plastic on it, and nobody went into her living room. Wait, and she had the velvet ropes to keep people out of the living room. So whenever she wasn't looking, we'd run across her living room carpet and you know how you can leave footprints in the carpet? Okay? It'd yeah, we had it'd drive, shag carpet. Yeah, it, and they raked it. Yes, it'd drive her, it would drive her nuts. Okay? And we used to do it whenever we got a chance to. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you, were, yeah, cool. you were saying something else. You were talking about William being neutral. Was that correct? Yes. Yes, throughout most of the okay, season, you so, claimed yourself to be neutral only because Calgary sucked for most of the season, and I understand that. So now that Calgary is eliminated, are you picking a particular team that you expect or want or are cheering for for the Grey Cup? There is only four teams left. Well, 
Um, number one, um, Calgary really didn't suck that bad this season because they were tied with BC for second place. Just thought I'd put that out there. I know. Um, but you're okay, the one that said that but, they were uh, they're neutral because they're, they suck. Well, they did suck. And, and you know, someone accused me today of being butthurt over Calgary losing to BC in the semifinal. Um, because... Because I know I saw that. Because they're not very smart and don't have history with with our podcast, they they should know that Willie went through back to back Grey Cup losses with Calgary, and I didn't slit my wrists, and so back to back to back semifinal Western semifinal losses has no effect on me whatsoever. Anyways. No. Um, um, and it's only football, and I didn't put any money in my pocket, didn't pay, take any money out of my pocket. Um, you know what? I I don't think I, I've said this very often since we are talking about football games now. I don't we think are. I've ever seen Dave – I don't think I've ever seen Dave Dickinson get outcoached. But he did. Well, my mind. we're we're going to talk about that game. We're going to get we're going to talk about yeah. that game. And yeah. I'm going to okay. say that, yeah. We'll talk about the East and game I, and first. And I understand that. Yeah, we'll talk about the East game first, yeah. then we'll get into that being out coached because I really don't think he was out coached. But that's the side point. We'll 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 talk about that. We'll talk about that. Um, okay, uh, let's uh, let's bring Charles into the show, eh? Can we do that? Hello. Yes, here we go. I've been here yeah. already. Charles, you know. I know. This is my official. We haven't meeting. been on the show yet. We, we were talking off the air before the show, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Okay. So, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm good. You enjoy the game Wednesday. the other day? Oh, I did. Very much so. Yeah. Sitting up how do you like up, in, up in the, the club Pardon? orange? Eh? How do I you love like it up in club orange. Well, I'm. There. Gonna, I'm Seriously considering changing my season tickets to there for next year. Hey, it's so affordable for what it is. It is. I believe it's actually the, cheaper the, the, than what I'm already paying. The, the trick on that is you've got to get there really early to get good seats. Otherwise, somebody else yeah. is there, and then yeah. you, you don't get the seat. So, um, and, and sometimes what happens is they only open up the gate at a certain time and you go in right. there and they've had a pregame party from like TELUS or something and there's people all over the fucking place. Right. Because they, they open the suites up so, uh, an hour or two earlier, right, and, and whatever. And it, it's kind of a pain in the ass. But anyhow, I just thought I'd share that with you. Um, I, yeah. I really well, I enjoy like it up there. there. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And it's good, too, because you've got the TV t- uh, all hanging up there as well, so if you need to see a, a, a replay or something, you can actually look up and see it right above you there. Well, you've got, you've got the TSN feed and you've got the in-house right. feed as well. So you have right. both of them. Yeah, and and no, the good nice thing way. about it, good thing about the TSN feed there is, there's no sound. Yeah, so you don't have to so listen, you don't have to, to, listen to the fucking the idiots. Yeah. Yeah, because... It was terrible, absolutely terrible listening to that game and how far up the Calgary's ass these guys were about how wonderful they are and how much Kadeem Carey is just going to destroy the BC Lions. And 
I, I didn't see any of that happen. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, beside the point. Um, yeah, okay. Pretty stoked about this weekend, though. I am very stoked about this weekend. So, uh, speaking of, uh, Rudy, welcome to the show. How's it going? It was a good weekend of football for you guys last weekend. It was. It was a very good weekend. It was a good weekend of football, Uh, period. I think even the Montreal uh, Hamilton game wasn't a disappointment. No, it was a, it was a good game. I actually I, I got a little bit busy and I caught a little bit more of that than the than the second game. But uh, no, I had a couple uh, buddy and his girlfriend I knew that were in uh, Montreal this past weekend. So uh, yeah, they went by to that one and they said it was uh, pretty good, plus twenty or something like that there still. So um, yeah, yeah no, really warm there. And, um, yeah, it was very warm there. I'm gonna bring up one thing quick here. Uh, <laughs> I don't think uh, weather's going to play a factor this weekend. I mean, things can change in the blink of an eye in Manitoba, but the the game's an afternoon game. You know, it's it's probably going to be minus six, minus five. So it seems like it, everyone yeah. is saying that it's going to be such a big deal. It, it probably won't unless it starts snowing or but something. It, like that. It's it's uh, actually colder in Vancouver right now, not temperature wise. But plus one, plus two, and fucking rain is way colder than anything that you can toss at us in the prairies. Well, it's wind. It's the wind that will get you. The wind and the humidity. Yeah, when you're soaking wet and rain, yes. Yeah, I agree. Oh, no, same, same. No, I don't don't care if it's minus 30, minus 35. If it's minus 10 and windy as hell, fuck that. But, yeah, no, uh, it should be exciting, so... Um, I'm gonna go to the game there on Sunday. Um, they're projecting a sellout. I mean, I don't, I don't see why there shouldn't be a sellout. They I would hope so. Managed to sell out the December December 10th game last year um, against Sask, and they did that only a couple of days before the game. But that was a really cold weather game. Um, yeah, there should be tailgates, and they're apparently gonna play the Eastern Final on the biggest outdoor TV in North America. So. I highly doubt Winnipeg owns that, so I don't know where they're bringing this thing in from. But no, it should be exciting. <clears throat> okay, so um, we ready to talk some football now? Because it's kind of like we have been, but let's do that. Uh, over to the agenda. I don't have to do that. The Eastern semifinal game was saw the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who squeaked into the playoffs, eliminating the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the crossover. And uh, and just kind of played havoc with the Ottawa Red Blacks. It was uh, it was up in the air right to the very last, and uh, that was really good. But Hamilton squeaked in, and then they got to go play in Montreal for the uh, chance to go to Toronto. And uh, yeah, this outcome of this game was never really in doubt. It was a good game. It was hard hard fought. Uh, Montreal's kind of lucky they got Stan back back. Uh, and I'm going to, it was a good game. William. Yes. Okay. So here's some interesting, here's some interesting things I discovered today. Um, Dane Evans. Do you know what Dane Evans made this year? Dollar wise? Yeah. Any idea? Too much for what he did. 
He was around four hundred, wasn't he? Four hundred and thirty six thousand four hundred and thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah. He did he did lead the league. In what? In intercept interceptions and yeah. fumbles. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um he, oh, wait, he, was there any bonus? That was that. that, that <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there, there is. Bonus there money? Is. No, no, there is. Because next year he's still signed for one more year, and he's supposed to make four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars next season. Do you think? Well, that's if they keep. they will cut. Do you think they will cut him? Or renegotiate yeah, the contract? Maybe. Restructure unless because, they think that they can get because because now the rumor is guess where Bo's going guess yeah. where Bo's going okay so I, which I is quite that interesting that might be a better fit for him than Saskatchewan he might well, live Hamilton at, least. <laughs> Hamilton at least has some anyways, sort of resemblance of anyways the 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 Hamilton Montreal game was a good game. I enjoyed it. Um, William Stanback really wasn't a factor. The other running back was quite good. What was his name? Fletcher, yeah. I think it was. Um, he was he was very yeah, Fletcher. good. Um, I thought they had a chance, but then they decided to start throwing the ball, and it kind of went downhill from there. Um, I I hate who had it. I love Hamilton see, had a chance. Yes, I love to see Montreal winning. Okay, I hate that it's Danny Machocha, but you know I've always been a Montreal fan. So yeah. hey, you know um, I think uh, hey they deserve to win. They won. They're it's the first what was it the first playoff game they've won since two thousand and fourteen. I thought it was. That is always that is a wild. Yeah, 2014. So yeah. more power to them. More power well, to them. Well, they haven't had a quarterback and they, You know then. what? Well, but you think about it, okay, and we can say whatever we want about Trevor Harris, but he has been there. He hasn't won, but he's been there a couple of times. Yeah. Or did he win? No, he hasn't won. Well, he's won, but he well, wasn't. Well, he won as a backup in Ottawa. Yeah. Right. But, but, and... And if Trevor Harris gets in there and it's good Trevor Harris, Toronto's going to have their hands full. Oh, Pretty yeah. Pretty simple. So we shall see. And they were talking about today, it's too bad that Montreal won because they're expecting a whopping 15,000 people at the Eastern Final. And they just thought they'd have a yeah. lot more if Hamilton had been there because it's only 45 minutes away from Toronto. So, but yeah, there it is. And and they're and they're right. It would have been better. Yeah, but that's it's not totally true. I think they're they're expecting a bigger crowd than that because they have opened up the upper deck. I was going to say they just opened up some seats today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they're charging eighty dollars for it. I just don't Not know if anybody's time. interested. That's all. No, there should be a few fans there. <laughs> Not that Will cares, but they, uh, you guys know how Toronto people are different, and uh, they got a halftime show Fucking there. Right. There's a pretty, uh, pretty uh, 
well, for Canada anyway, he's a pretty famous rapper, so I could see Toronto people going just to watch this stupid halftime show. Um, so they might get an okay crowd compared to normal anyway. <clears throat> Nobody goes to a football game to watch a, a rapper. Yeah, no one who's normal does. We're talking about Toronto here, man. Yeah. People in Toronto will go if they think it's an event. Yeah, they, that's all they care about, the big... Yeah. I don't know, we'll see. I love that article today about the, the comparison of Larry Cannonbaum and uh, Omar Doman. God, that was Omar a Doman. good article. Wasn't that amazing? Yeah, and Cannonbaum says, yeah. Marcellus, is, whatever is going yeah, I, I, it was a very good article. Yeah, it was, it's not on the agenda here to discuss. That would have been a good I conversation. I should have put it on. Yeah. It was so good. It was really, really good. Yeah. If we have time at the end, we'll go to chat about that one. Okay, Charles, what's your thoughts on this Eastern semifinal game? Well, it didn't surprise me. I picked Montreal to win the game. I just... I wasn't buying into Hamilton this year. I thought they were there. I mean, they got fortunate that they played back-to-back against Ottawa to end the season. Had they not, they probably would not have made it to Scatch. Probably would have gotten the crossover. Um, I just, I didn't see them as a real uh, a threat in this one. I just, I thought all along that Montreal was a better team. And I just figured that Montreal would come. And I had made the comment last week that, uh, I think that Hamilton probably expended most of their energy just making it into the playoffs because at one point they were a ways out and they battled back yep. to get in in the last couple of weeks. I just didn't think they Which was impressive. Any... Yes, it was. Hey, hey, they're... Midway through the season, it looked like they were dead and buried uh, in terms of the playoffs. And they were able to, to come back. So give them credit for that. Uh, it just seemed like a team that just didn't have much left, and Montreal looked like a much more, um, much um, fresher team, a much more, um, you know, uh, energetic team, and they just went out and beat them. So uh, Hamilton stuck around. They were close, but I never really got the sense that they were ever going to come back and overtake much, took Montreal. They were making dumb mistakes when they couldn't have it, and they just—it just wasn't—they just, um, just wasn't a good performance. Uh, I mean, they were okay, but they got down early, and they just n- never looked like they were going to get back into it. They were going to stay close, and that was about as good as they thought they would. So, and that's pretty much how it went. So. Okay, uh, Rudy, do you have any comments? Oh, you already went on this game, didn't you? That's okay. Uh, yeah, so what was – hang on, I don't even have the, the thing up here from Sparky. I guess I should do that. Mr. Sparkman, there you go. Okay, so we had two games on top. Uh, the Hamilton-Montreal game ended up at 28-17 to for the Montreal Alouettes, defeating the Hamilton Tiger Cats and sending them golfing in the snow. Uh, total point score was a 45. Uh, Charles, you picked Montreal at 48. You got 136. 
Will, you had Montreal at 46. You got 140. Wow, good, good job. CJ took Hamilton, got 36. Yay. And, Rudy, you took uh, Montreal. You got 100 and I don't know. I can't tell. Sparky's got this weird shit. Uh, you got 118. Okay, there we go. Uh, the next game up was the Calgary Stampeders into BC at the Dome to play the Lions. Now, these two teams had identical records at 12 and 5. However, BC had the season series, so they were considered the premier team out of that. But for some strange reason, everybody was picking BC to be the underdogs. And I don't understand how that was happening. But that's okay. So if they, Calgary was the favorite going into this, TSN did nothing. Oh, they just... It was terrible. It was it was putrid how they were talking about how the Stampeders were just going to destroy BC. And, in fact, Milk Stiegel was talking about BC and how BC has a chance on this thing. And Davis Sanchez went at him and just trashed him about. And I, I, don't, I don't understand how it happened. But then Milk turned around and, and picked Calgary to win. So the whole panel and everybody picked Calgary to win, and, uh, well, that's not quite how the game went. Charles, you were fortunate enough to be at this game. You were there with our friend Sparky. Uh, you, uh, tell us what, what happened yeah. at the game. How was the pregame? How was the uh, – you know, I was a little disappointed with Sarah McLaughlin was singing the O Canada. Um, it was good, but it just didn't have the right beat to it. And she used the new Justin Trudeau words, which really pissed me off. And, uh, yeah, it just, uh, you know, the, the crowd started to sing the song, and they got ahead of her, and she kind of got this little grumpy look on her face, and uh, it was kind of funny. Anyhow, um, yeah, talk about the game, buddy. Uh, it was a great game, great to be at. The pregame wasn't all that great because, quite frankly, it was pouring rain outside and there were not many people in the uh, Terry Fox Plaza because, quite frankly, people didn't want to get soaked. Although they got smart and they put up a bunch of tents in the beer garden, but they had people like lined up like sardines under these tents. They were packed. In fact, I, we were going to go. We were going to go into the beer garden, but the lineup was just way too long. And the doors were about to open, so we just skipped and said, okay, we'll just go in a building. But anyways, uh, yeah, it was good seeing Sparky. Nice to meet. Nice guy. Nice to meet. So it was good meeting you, Sparky. Glad we could, uh, actually got to meet face-to-face. On to the game. Uh, I got to say that the Lions really um, started out this one really good. This, I think, may have actually been the most complete game the Lions played all year. I got to give full marks uh, to the BC defense because they came out and they really played hard, uh, and they were they were pumped for this one. They really were. So I got to really give like give them a, a big time marks for um, uh, Ryan Phillips had that defense ready to play right from the get go, and hey, yeah, Nathan he had him work. down in well, yeah. Nathan Rourke, it's clear he's not 100%. I, I don't think anyone would watch that game and say um, he was 100%. Uh, he was hobbling around. He was out there, 321 yards and two touchdowns. 
pretty damn good for a guy who's not 100%, and he was throwing laser beams. There were some passes there where he was just threading the needle again, like just like he was before he got injured. So even at not 100%, this guy is still a very, very good and dangerous quarterback. And then I got to say, we, we had mentioned earlier, Dave Dickinson uh, might have been the worst um, game I've ever seen him coach. He made some incredibly stupid calls in this game, calls that just left me thinking, why is he doing that? And we were talking about uh, how TSN said that the Stampeders were going to run all over the BC Lions. Well, to do that, they would have had to run the ball. Kadeem Carey had eight carries. When you've got a talented running back like this, and I've been critical earlier this year with the Lions and James Butler for the very same reason, you've got a talented running back like that, you've got to give him more carries than eight. You're, you're not giving your team the best chance of success when you've got a, stop, got a top flight running back like this, and you don't give them the ball. What, what's the point of having the running back then? Yeah, so Calgary, and I'm sorry, Jake Mayer, he's, well, I, I don't want to say he's not the answer. He's not quite ready for prime time yet, and I think this game showed that. He just couldn't get anything going in this game, and then they finally pulled him in the fourth quarter, and Boley by Mitchell had better numbers in under one quarter than Jake Mayer did in three quarters in a little bit. He just he just wasn't in the game. I mean, I'm not trying to blame it all on him, but he just didn't look like he was ready to play. He wasn't ready to elevate his game to playoff um, caliber football. He wasn't there yet, and I think that was quite evident there because Bo Levi Mitchell came in and actually played quite well. I mean, sure, you might say it was garbage time, but the game wasn't completely out of reach at that point. It was a two-score game, but there was still, like, he came in with, like, 11 minutes left, so it wasn't completely dead and buried. But give the Lions full marks. They really played well in this football game right from beginning to end, both on offense and on defense. And in the end of it, they were full value for the win. you got to say that, so good on them, and I'm looking forward to Sunday already. Well, I've been looking forward to Sunday pretty much since the game last Sunday ended, so. Yeah. William! Yes. Yes. Well, I, I made the big mistake of listening to Sports Cage yesterday. And, you know, Sports Cage is from Saskatchewan, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, 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 that famous broadcaster named Arash Madani was on. Oh, why? And he, what does he and care? he went on. Hold on. He went on and on and on and on about how the Stampeders would have won that game if they had to put they or had to put Bo Levi in after the first half, and how basically half the teams in the CFL should offer Bo Levi Mitchell a contract right now. That's revisionist okay. history. So I I I kind of laughed at that a lot. Anyways, let's get back to the game. 
there are four plays, there are four things that stuck out in my mind in that game, and I knew right from this point on that Calgary had no chance of winning. First, first, first play was when uh, Tommy Stevens, on a second and one, threw the pass to, I can't remember who, and it bounced off the top of the BC guy's helmet. Okay? Yep. Yeah. I thought, that oh, my God, we're Henry. in trouble. Right. Yeah, and then Henry. I think two plays, two or the next series later, Jake Mayer threw a ball to uh, to uh, Reggie Begleton, and it was slightly out of his reach. Reggie Begleton usually catches those balls, and he did not. Yeah. I don't, drop, I don't know why he didn't. Yeah, and I said to myself, oh, fuck, this is scary. And then there was the famous third and second play um, where Calgary tried to draw BC offside, and it didn't work. And I think Dave Dickinson's ego took over at that point in time, and he said, fuck this, we're going for this. And then he was stupid enough to throw the fucking ball when they should have ran the fucking ball. I honestly sat there dumbfounded watching that. I, I, okay, so, so I know Dave Dickinson's MOP, and he doesn't do that shit. And I, I really think, I really think some BC Lions were taunting him because he couldn't draw them offside, and that's why he fucking did it. And I was I I I almost put my foot through the TV, okay? Um, and then the and then the next BC series, they went down and scored a touchdown. The momentum of the entire game changed on those two plays. On that play, it changed completely. Guess what I did? Shut the TV you off. Turned off the TV. I, I turned the TV off and went away. Because I knew it was over. <laughs> it, it was over. Okay. It was over. But, I, I don't, Dave okay. Dickinson, he got out coached. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I don't think he got out coached. And my I reasoning do. for saying this is did not, hang on. I know. I think that he knew that he was in a very difficult situation and he needed to take that little extra risk that he normally, that the Dave Dickinson wouldn't normally do. And he would have been a fucking hero if they made that pass. Look at the Antonio Pipkin third and one for a 45-yard TD. If that had happened with Dave Dickinson on his third and second and threw the ball, you wouldn't be sitting here saying what you just did, Will. It's all about execution and completion. And if it worked, he would have been a fucking hero. It didn't work, so now he's the GOAT. Okay? I, I don't think he was outcoached in that okay, manner but, of things. But, but I just think point, he got himself behind point, the eight ball, and he but, had to get... No, 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 no. no. There, is so, there is still so much time left. Fuck. I know. Okay? And I, I know. Think, but and he I saw think, where the game was okay, going. But it doesn't but it doesn't matter. He didn't get there by doing those things. Okay? So no. you don't do them. Yeah, you don't do them. Okay? And and he could have got I mean that was a 10 point turnaround right there. 
Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. it's like, fuck, are you dumb? And then my other big pet peeve, okay, I come from the mentality, if you say you're going to run the fucking ball, you run the run fucking it. ball until they didn't do until, that. until they stop you, okay? You run the fucking ball, and they didn't do it. And I, I could care, I could care less if they fucking fire the entire staff right now. To be honest with you, because the other thing, the other part of it, the Stampeders did not show up. <clears throat> no, they did not show up. Now, why so, is that? Did, were, were, were they arrogant and cocky, thinking that they would just roll over top of BC I, because I, everybody was, you know was saying that they were the been, they were I've the been, favorite? I've been I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm going to say yes. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. So. You know, and and once again, I hate to say this, but is is BC in tough this week because Winnipeg saw that, okay? They saw well, it. Well, yeah, was there I mean, and look what happened. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to happen to Winnipeg. Well, you never know. You not. Well, you don't. You don't know until they play the game. You got it, it, it's going to be a good game. The Bombers, better, the Bombers better hope they don't have the same uh, attitude as some of their fans. Hi, Rudy. How you oh, doing? Oh, yeah, no. Just kidding. I tend to think. I tend to think most of the players don't have the attitudes of their fans. Okay. Sorry. No. 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 Yep, no. We'll no. See what It just it the game just went you know. Calgary opened the scoring with a field goal. BC came back with a touchdown. No, with another field goal. They they field goaled up back and back at six and six, and then BC scored a touchdown, and then Calgary missed that fucking. They should have gone for the field goal. Instead, they went for the third and two and missed it. And then BC scored a touchdown and made it twenty to six. Am I right there? Is that that that's how that went, right? That's correct. Yep. So at that point in time, I went, "Yes, this game is doing very very well," and I was pretty happy about that. And then my family decided that they wanted to take this opportunity, this time of the day, Sunday afternoon when it was cold out and that it was sunny and it was still daylight, that they wanted to go up the mountain with a bunch of 12-gauge shotguns and blow up pumpkins. Okay? Okay. So yeah, the outlaws were over and everything else, and then they, they said, you know, you got to come shoot up some pumpkins. And I went, oh, really? No, come on, I'm watching a football game here. It's important. So anyhow, I got to go out and my new uh, defender, my little uh, 12-gauge semi-automatic with a clip, and I, I went up and blew up some pumpkins, and it was pretty fun, and I really enjoyed that. And then I came back, and uh, the game was over. So then I had to watch the fourth quarter. 
the next day after they put it up on demand. So I got to watch the uh, uh, couple of uh, pretty amazing catches, I'll tell you that. Brian Burnham pulled a, a, a rabbit out of his hat a couple times, I think. And, uh, yeah, no, there were some pretty amazing catches. And I was pretty happy with the way they, they, the game turned out. I love the third down play with Vern, uh, with um, Pipkin and uh, Antonio uh, Pipkin. Keon Hatcher. Yeah. Yeah. Hollis, Hollis pulled one in, too. Yep. Alexander Holland. You know, that to me, that third down gamble to me was, uh, I'm not going to say it was arrogant. I thought it was almost kind of gloating. No, and not really. It was kind of like, like DC point. said, we can do anything. We're going to do this to you, they, and there's nothing you can to do about it. Guard. Well, they did. 100% they did. Yeah. Right? 100% they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, like your opening things, kickoff and doing an onside things, kick. Yeah, but those things only work once a season in a playoff game. Okay? Right. Yeah. Because I yeah, guarantee you, you Winnipeg, will be looking, Winnipeg will be looking for that this weekend. Okay? Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Don't even try. Oh, yeah, 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 right? yeah. Don't even try. It, it, it's not going to work But well. the one time, if you execute properly, the one time it's going to work. Every time. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so uh, Rudy, you got to go on this one. What did you think of this game, being an outsider and uh, definitely uh, having no uh, vested interest in this? Because I, you know, Winnipeg was being all ballsy, saying, "Oh yeah, we want to play the Lions. We want to play the Lions because uh, Calgary's the better team." But we know that the Calgary's going to win, and this is all I heard from the fans. It was like total fucking disrespect that the Lions got over the last week and a half. So. Uh, not too much coming out of the Bomber fans this week, though. I mean, it's been pretty quiet. What's your take on yeah, this Winnipeg, game? I don't know. Winnipeg's got disrespected for like 29, 30 years. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but they no, deserved I, I it. One. They didn't win. And they deserved it. They sucked. Holy fuck. They sucked. Yeah. They, they did do And then they came sucking. back yeah. with that yeah. fucking Swaggerville. Oh. And, and BC wiped the floor with them. Oh, they they they, uh, they did have a good roster though. That they're very arrogant team though. I don't know. I'm not biased. I'll, I'll say it how it is. No, I don't know. I don't watch the whole game. I, uh, I I wish I knew more about the play. Uh, Will and you guys are all talking about because to tell you the truth, I, I wasn't watching at that point. Um, so I don't know. I I probably should go back and watch this anyway. No, I did I did see the whole fourth quarter though. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't I kind of like what you guys were talking about. Um, or well, not the whole fourth quarter. It was seven. I don't know. Towards the end, anyway. Um, I didn't think Bo looked too bad when he came in. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was a special game for the BC. I thought BC came out to play, and I I thought uh, I'm gonna go with that too. I thought uh, I thought uh, they got out coached. So. I, I wanted BC to win, but I picked Calgary to win. So, but and to, to be honest, I 
as a Bomber fan, just because anything can happen in the playoffs, but Calgary um, over the past few years, and last year doesn't matter anymore, but, you know, this year um, has technically played Winnipeg a lot tougher than BC has. Now, I'm not saying BC can't beat Winnipeg or they're a bad team. It's just Calgary's uh, been more of a challenge. Um, but, no, I'm excited to see Nathan Rourke. And, uh, yeah, I honestly, I'm not scared, but uh, BC, yeah, BC's looking good right now. They're kind of reminding me of how Winnipeg looked in 2019. There, there was no if, – if Nathan Rourke was healthy, and I believe that he was – I, you know, he's and, and his words were, the injury doesn't hurt, the foot is just sore. And I know exactly what he's talking about, is my surgery fixed the pain in my knee, but the actual he's surgery, the my knee was sore because of it. And, yeah, and you're that's what he had said. He, said yeah, he I know I am. He, no, and it, you're the same age. Yeah, I don't. Well, pretty much, TJ. Like, it'll be one of those things where he, I mean, he's still young. It's uh, it's going to be tender right now, right? Like, it's going to take him some time to it's, to get the strength back in it. And other than that, uh, yeah, for sure, he's obviously problems fixed. I don't think he's going to re-hurt it. It's not going to get any better until I, next season, but I didn't think he looked too bad anyway. I have no doubt in my mind that Nathan Rourke is the best quarterback in the CFL this year, today, earlier this year, any time. So if he came back and was healthy and could show it, there was no doubt in my mind that BC was going to beat Calgary because Nathan Rourke is a far superior quarterback to Jake Mayer. I believe he's a better quarterback than Zach Caleros. Now, it's whether or not the BC Lions are as good a team as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And that's what this is going to come down to. And you know that I am a a huge Zach Caleros fan. I always have been. I was long before he went to Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. I mean, I liked him when he was in Toronto before he went to Hamilton. Uh, I'm a Zach fan, no doubt about it. Nathan Rourke's a better QB, my opinion. And he's going to show it. I, and if he, his foot, if he can keep that foot stable, just stable, he's not going to have any issues. This is going to be a good game. My biggest yeah, problem no. with this game against Calgary was Calgary dropped everybody in coverage so that Rourke did not have a target, and they were rushing three guys, and they were getting to the quarterback. They sacked him twice at the end of the first half. How do you rush three guys against five and get to the quarterback? Because Calgary has If the there's a problem with the BC Lions right now, that's it. What's that, Will? I said because Calgary had the best defensive line in the CFL this year. Oh, I know. That's I know simple. they do. That's true, too. They're... And, and I, okay, give, give BC credit where credit is due, because I think BC was second as far as O-line goes this year, were they not? 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were either second or third. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was second. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was second. So once again, but once again, when you drop everybody back, he's got to look a lot harder for receivers, okay? And therefore that takes you more do. time. Yeah. Therefore it gives the defensive line more choice more more chances, you know what I mean? I no, I, so. I agree. I agree, but you 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 have to be able to stop three guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in a situation like and that, you've got to make saying, a team you okay. pay for it. You've got to throw it underneath. So, and 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 in in BC's defense, okay, coming up this weekend, and I've been saying this, and if you go back to my podcast, I've been saying this for two years. I think Winnipeg's defensive line is overrated big time. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to argue with you. So we'll I think we'll Winnipeg's see. overrated. We'll I, back-to-back champions in a very challenging era. Okay? That's the yeah, only thing I got to say. Sorry, sorry, you sound you sound What's the word I'm looking for? Fuck. You sound I don't I, I don't want to use jealous, but that's the only thing I can come up with right now. You sound jealous by saying that. I'm sorry. Well, no, you know my point won, was they won, that they in, in twenty twenty one in twenty twenty one we were coming back off yes. the canceled season in COVID and yes. Winnipeg came back with the most intact team. Everybody Correct. else in the league fucking sucked. That was probably the worst Correct. year of football I have ever seen. Ever seen. Oh, and Winnipeg I don't know. won a Grey Cup, but they didn't have to be that challenged. They weren't challenged by anybody. They didn't have to be that good to win the second Grey Cup. Because there was nobody okay. out there that was... Everybody else sucked. Yeah, but I... Big but time. I, but, I don't, but I don't think... I don't think, with the exception of BC, I don't think most teams improved that much this year either. Okay? I mean, if, yeah, I if you yeah, really want to come down to it. There was some good it, football this year. I don't I I think don't you want to come. No, no. But if you want to come down to it, fucking, there was only three teams in the CF. The worst thing is, as of Sunday, the second and third best team in the CFL is going to be out of the Great Cup. Okay? That's or the, the bottom first. line. Or the fir- whatever. But but the top three teams in the CFL, there's only going to be one left this Sunday. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. Because oh, in reality, back to our in, reality, in reality, BC, Winnipeg should be the fucking Great Cup. They were the top two teams in the CFL. Yeah. In, in, yeah. in reality, you could argue that for the last two, three Western finals could have been the great thing. Last but 50 for the last years, 40. Rudy. Yeah. 40 years I've been hey, watching well. the fucking Eastern Division suck. Okay, mm-hmm. but fuck you guys. you got to give Hamilton a little bit of respect from the last couple of years when they lost in the Grey Cup. They weren't a terrible team. Oh, they weren't even close to winning. 
They got absolutely Hamilton? Hamilton both handed to them. Winnipeg barely won last year. It went to they overtime. overtime. They were down. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was one pass there. If Hamilton completes it, uh, Hamilton wins the Grey Cup. I remember it took it happened. It wasn't Winnipeg didn't go in there and lick. lick uh, yeah, no. They almost lost, man. And then, and when they won before, yeah, but, sorry, but our, point is, our point is you don't have to win to get. They were talking today about yeah. Bo Levi Mitchell going to Hamilton, and they're saying he's saying he's old, but he's only got to win nine games in the regular season to get into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, part of that. nine games will get you first in the division. Eight games great, got Marcus Crandall a fucking great cup. Yep. And if they had a 10 team, maybe things would be different. 100% it would be different. Because 100% it would be different. Act- right. Do you know why? There'd be no but Eastern. It wouldn't matter whether there was an Eastern or Western division because every team would play every other team twice in a year. Right. One home, one away. One home, one away. Everybody you, would play everybody equal. There would be no beating up Ottawa four times in a year. It would be absolutely perfectly even straight across the board for every team. Well, you'd hope it would be. The CFL likes to be weird with scheduling. Like, even, I'd say Winnipeg got a pretty favorable schedule this year with bye weeks. But, like, for example, well, you know what I mean. Like, you know how the schedule goes. Like, say, I guess this year it was different. But two years ago, like, Winnipeg didn't even play Ottawa. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they'll make it. Right now they try making it so teams that are superior or whatever don't play weaker teams as much. Which, I mean, is smart, but it's unfair. <laughs> but that's part of having a 19 week. Yeah. I just, I just. Okay, so let's. Finish this, CJ. Finish this, finish this. Here we are. Where are we going? There we go. Calgary 16, BC 30. Total points score 46. Charles, you took BC, 130 points. Will, you took Calgary, 22 points. CJ took BC, 114 points. Rudy took Calgary, 30 points. Okay, so the week stands. This was Charles. You picked both games correct, 266 points. Will and CJ and Rudy all had one each. Will... 162, CJ at 150, Rudy at 148. We're combining all five games, so these are the first two that are done. Now we get to pick the Eastern Finals. This game is going to be played at BMO Field in Toronto. They have opened up the upper deck. It's going to be the Montreal Alouettes coming to play the Argonauts. Charles your team, pick your scores. Your oh, total boy. score. Oh, 
second straight year in a row, Toronto's gotten the Eastern final at home. I'm not sure there's much home field advantage with nobody there. But actually, it sounds like there are about a few people there. Uh, so, um, should be interesting. I want to say, well, I want to say, well, I'm looking at Montreal here. I don't uh, like Danny Machocha. I'm not, not like Will, Will. I think Danny Machocha is a little weasel. Uh, and I'm always weary because Trevor Harris had a good season last year, or a good game last week, I mean. Uh, and I'm always weary because I'm so used to um, good Trevor Harris, bad Trevor Harris. I mean, I've seen so many, many times where... Uh, he'll have one good game and then just the, the, the crap the bed the next game. So that's what I'm kind of nervous about. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to pick Montreal in this game. Uh, I've, ne- I've still never been sold a fan on McLeod Bethel Thompson. I think Toronto's <laughs> defense is a good defense. Um, I just think Montreal just seems like one of those teams that's on a roll that's going to just keep on rolling. So I'm going to go on it. I'm going to go with um, with Montreal in this game. And I'll say that Montreal will win it uh, 47 points. Okay. William. Well, the rumor today is this is going to be Win or lose, this is going to be McLeod Bethel Thomas' last game in the CFL. Or well, second last game. I, have, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. Yes. Me neither. Yes. Well, Apparently, it's not going to be his last game. If he wins, he's going to play not the great game. No, no, no. If he wins, it's not going to be his last game, but it's going to be his last season. Apparently, uh, McLeod Bethel Thomas' wife has quite a job and she makes more money than he does okay <laughs> and her job is and her job and her job is based in Atlanta and they want to have apparently they want to have some more kids and you got to pick the person who makes the most money and he is don't forget he is pretty what is he now 30 36, 34. 36, isn't it? He, yeah, he is getting out long. He, he's pretty long in the tooth. Um, you know, as much as I like, as much as I like, this is Toronto, coming from a guy who turned sixty. Yeah, as much as I like, and wouldn't I love to be thirty-six again, CJ? Um, yeah. As much as I. As much as I love Toronto because they are actually Calgary East, okay, I don't like Ryan Dinwiddie. Um, so, and I think Montreal is a better team. And I think what Montreal is going to do is, regardless of what Trevor Harris does, they're going to run roughshod over Toronto. And so I'm going to go uh, Montreal 44. Rudy. Uh, yeah, just gotta just gotta pull my picks up here. I put them out today, uh, right after, uh, right before Will told me to go fuck myself. 
yeah. Okay, what, you yeah. didn't I remember your pick. two picks? What, are you dense? No, no, I just didn't remember my numbers, Will. Come on. No, I, okay, I got, uh, I got, oh. <laughs> Will, are you going to make uh, stop? I got uh, Winnipeg. Fuck, you, you, must live in a fuck, you must live in a barn in fucking Manitoba or something, man. It's a nice, Rudy. comfy barn. Okay, okay. Just, okay. Can you pick one of those two teams? Yes, yeah, of course. I'm going to go with Toronto. I'm going to go with Toronto. McLeod's going to have a great game. And uh, I think, you know what, guys? I think this is going to be a pretty underrated game. I think this could be just as good, if not better, than uh, the Western final. You got uh, you got two of, two of the guys who have kind of been the, the guys in the league for uh, running backs for a while, other than Kadeem Carey. Um, you're going to have Andrew Harris and Stanback out there. And then uh, these the two young guys uh, and the rookies on each team have had a really, really good uh, season too. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go with Toronto at 54 points. And I think it's going to be a really good running game. Okay. So you just pissed me off, Rudy. I just want you to know that, okay? Um, you're saying that they've got two running backs, that, and, and, except for, of course, uh, uh Andrew Harris. Kadeem Carey, right? Kadeem Carey, yeah. Except for Kadeem Carey. Who was number two rushing in the league? Well, Butler had a better year this year, but he's kind of just emerged this year, too. You can't say he was good. How many yards was he he behind Carey? How many yards? I don't know. I thought you were a fan. I thought you were were supposed to. And you're, uh, when you're on the podcast, you're supposed to know this shit, okay? He was 18 yards, fan. 18 yards behind Kadeem Carey, okay? So when everybody's talking about how awesome and how fucking wonderful this running game is in Calgary, it was only 18 yards better than the BC game. So, well, I, maybe because... You know, it, it just pisses me off. Now you're over there talking about these two Eastern guys, and you're giving no fucking credit at all to James Butler, okay? And that, you're not the only one. Everybody on the TSN panel is like that. Everybody in the fucking media is like that. All of the fans online are that. No respect. No respect at all. Yeah, here's one of the reasons why. Here's one of the reasons why. Because it's the first fucking year he's done it, CJ. If he does this this year and they win a Grey Cup, and then next year he's going to have all the respect in the world. I don't know if either of you two agree with me or not, but BC, well, not right now. This part, BC is dramatically different this year than last year with their line yep. and running game. Not ne- not necessarily personnel, but um, like B- Butler and your guys' O-line was terrible last year, and this year they've been phenomenal. So, you know, Kadeem Carey was uh, good before this year, and he had a pretty decent season this year again. I'm not. No one. No one's saying Butler's bad or anything. It's just it's not talked about because everyone. If when you talk about BC, you talk about guys like Burnham, Roark, Whitehead. Patches, do, do I do I have to do I have to do I have to butt in here? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's all. Like, there is, okay, go ahead. There is a big butt. You know what the butt is, CJ. CJ. We've had this what? conversation already. We've had this conversation already. 
or maybe you didn't see the comments, the difference between Kadeem Carey and Butler is one played 17 games, one played 14 games. And that's a fair comment. And, and I'm, yeah, and, and Butler has it has had a good season, but I don't know. He uh, if he keeps playing the way he is, yeah, he's going to be considered one of the top tier guys. I just I, I'm not going to like anoint him that yet. I don't know, Charles. Okay, what do you so, think? Like, you can't, you can't honestly tell me Butler and BC's O line were both good but, last year. Like, but, it's but hold on. In, in hang CJ's on, defense, hang on. In, in CJ's defense, like you 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 put Andrew Harris in there. Who the fuck is Andrew Harris? Well, he's a has-been, but, Will, you, you've seen this guy play. He can come out and have one good playoff game after not playing for weeks on end. Come on, all it takes is a shot. Of... A little bit of stick. So he's, he's, been out, he's, been out all, he's been out all year with a broken tit. Come on, really? He's been out since mid-case. So, right, so Will, Will, Will. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna call you to challenge you on this one. Okay, you're telling me that Kadeem Carey only played 14 games, so he's got to be considered the better player because his numbers were so amazing in only 14 games. Is that what you're telling me? Just say oh, yes. here comes the now. Now you're gonna say Roark's better because he played. Fucking five. right, I'm gonna say Roark had. Amazing fucking numbers and only played nine games. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll never, okay. I'll never, so, I'll never you know, agree I, with you on you're this. A fucking I will hypocrite. never agree with you on this because once again, you're you, you don't. When you put that out there, people online think you're a fucking moron. How you're talking <laughs> about a guy. A guy who played nine games couldn't be the MOP yep. of the fucking CFL. Come on. Yeah, Why not? I came, I came back partway through this conversation. I knew what you, you were talking do. about. You know what you got to do, CJ, after the podcast? You got to listen to the last three podcasts and listen to yourself. You sound like an idiot. Sorry. I'll tell you what. And. It'll make the league look bad. We'll have this conversation next week. Okay, but you better be ready. I love that. We'll have this conversation next Hmm. week. You better be ready because I'm I'm holding back, okay, but you better be ready. This could go very well for you, or it could go very, very poorly for you. Charles just Who, hit it right me? on the nail, right on the head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. See, nobody expects BC to win this game. Okay? Nobody, nobody out there expects BC to win this game. Nobody expects Rourke to do anything against this awesome Winnipeg game. We're absolutely not even considered on the radar. So far below, total underdogs. Don't even bother showing up. Fucking Winnipeg's got this one in the bag. I think that might be overselling it a bit. And you know what? If that's the way it plays out, big fucking deal. But if it plays out the other way, fucking amazing. 
fucking amazing. DJ, I said I said radon a couple times already. It could go either way. Yeah. Not not well. We'll thing see. Said. It's it's one football game. Okay. It's yeah. one football I'm game. First, in the first two minutes, Zach Kolaris could get hurt, and the game's over. That's and true. Then Roar could get hurt too. And, yeah. And the other yeah, and the other way space, too. But they have. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But you got Vernon Adams, who is better than anything Winnipeg has as a backup. Also true. Oh, uh, come on. Dakota Prukop? He's a stellar quarterback. Uh, he was so good. You know what? Got him. <laughs> you know what? I'd put and so did, and so like did Edmonton. In entire league? Who's got what the best that? backup quarterback in this league right now? Who? What team? Well, that's still participating? Calgary. No. Or... Or the whole Calgary, team, man. Or the whole league. That's, Calgary, absolutely. And, and you're not thinking, we're not going with the same guy, because I'm not talking about Bo Levi Mitchell. I'm talking about I am Thomas Stevens, man. I, I want that fucker on my team. Okay, so, so Six how foot come? five, 235 how pounds how come, with wheels. Yeah, but how come on third and two, they fucking tried to throw the ball? Fuck. Because Dave Dickinson is an idiot. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't he's think not he's an idiot. idiot. I don't but think he's stupid. No, no. And I don't think he was out coached. Oh, we'll be a bad call in with my the, sleep. It was arrogant. They haunt me in my I, I, sleep. I'm not going to argue with okay. that. Yeah. It was arrogant. Yeah, it was arrogance. I don't, oh, I'm yeah. not arguing with that. Toronto 42 points is CJ's pick. <sighs> Okay, okay, next game up is the, is BC in Winnipeg. This is the Grey Cup. This is who should be in the Grey Cup. Okay, anyhow, Charles, who are you taking? You might buddy? be accepting Eastern fans by saying that. I don't give a shit. I didn't think so. They're as, they're as, they're asleep, Charles. They're asleep, so don't worry about it. Fair enough. All right. Well, nobody's um, voting in. Yeah. Okay, so who do you guys think I'm going to pick? BC, because I've already Honestly, got it. Well, you uh, say it. What? <laughs> I was going to say you say that every week. Yeah, I know, and it's true every week. That's why I, I say don't know it. if you've ever yeah. went. I, I know CJ has, but I don't know if you've ever, ever, ever picked against the Lions that I can recall of. You want to know? I don't remember. I know I haven't this year. I may have in previous years, but I don't remember a time. It's possible I may I, have, I though. I don't remember it. I don't remember I don't remember a time. No. Yep. Yeah, I do remember picks. I don't care. I was picking them when they were 5-9. and nine for, I mean, What's his name? That idiot with the hat. Uh, Clay Brooks is coaching it when they barely had a chance to beat anybody. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to pick BC. I mean, hey, they're due to beat Winnipeg with Kolaris. And you got to think, the Bombers are due for, a, for, for a, a bad game now and then. I mean, come on. They've been riding a high for two years. they got to have one clunker, right? 
but you know what? I think work the, the defense played very, very well. I think they've got to take a very similar, um, very similar type uh, train of uh, game plan that they had uh, against Calgary last week. The other guy they've got to really zero in on is Dalton Schoen. That guy can catch balls uh, that are 20 yards. He just catches balls left and right no matter where he goes. they got to keep a lid on him. He's, a, he's an outstanding receiver, and he's a big guy. He's, a, he's, a, he's the new Greg Ellingson. Oh, by the way, they also have Greg Ellingson, so you got to watch him. Uh, the Ballers got a great receiving core, and it's going to be a a big test for that Lions uh, secondary. I think the Lions secondary is a very good secondary. They're really going to have to play a, a top-level game uh, against this uh, top-level uh, receiving core. At the same time, the Bombers defense has got to keep a lid on the BC receiving core, which is also very good. It may come down to the running backs. Who can have the better game, whether it be James Butler or Brady Oliveira? Who knows? But uh, for what it's worth, I am taking the Lions. I know no one's shocked by that, nor should they be. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions as 45 points. Okay. William. Um, Saskatchewan, 49. <laughs> okay, mark it down. This is somebody who will never, oh, you ready? ever, ever pick the Riders. <laughs> he goes and picks the Riders when they're not playing. Are you ready? Yeah, and go for it. And this is 100% yeah. my serious pick. BC 68. 68? That's how you're BC 68. Yeah, it is. I like the pick myself, but... I'm uh, I'm drinking CJ's Kool Aid. Nathan Rourke is the greatest quarterback of all time. Too bad, too bad he didn't have three inches like his brother has. Three inches. Oh, those how do you three know the, How do you know the size of his dick? I wasn't talking about his dick. I watched his brother you play the other night. He was pretty impressive. Curtis, Kurt, Curtis is impressive. He's breaking all of Nathan's records. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's going to get drafted by the NFL. He's yeah, going to I don't. I, we might not get to see him in the CFL, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think we will. No, no. he's going to get drafted, and Nathan will be up there too. The two of them will be playing. I hope league. not. But who? I don't know who it was the other day that he referred to Nathan and Curtis Work as the Canadian Manning brothers. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> It was Marshall they, Ferguson. They call they 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 call his brother the Maple Missile. <laughs> I don't know what Rudy, that or I'm calling him Kid Canada. <laughs> um, that's so friggin' corny. How funny would be if I that's BC. Glenn Suter mostly. Go on, Rudy. Then we're BC across the board. No, I'll get. Then then we'd be BC all across the board. But no, um. Thanks, Charles, for saying we have a good receiving core. I think that's the first CFL fan I've heard say that, other than a Bombers fan. Um, well, I don't see how I've you can say otherwise. That, yeah, no, I've always, I've always kind of gave BC the Alkaloids for the top receiving core, then Winnipeg for the top defense, and Calgary for the running game. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Winnipeg. 
and really? I am going to pick. Um, should I go 50? So I will go Winnipeg 52. Now, yeah, I, I really, really, really think the first quarter is going to really? be huge in this game. It's going to be huge. If, if, if BC can come out and roar... Thank you, Captain Obvious. Well, it's going to be huge for you guys. It might not be huge for Winnipeg. If BC, if if you guys can come out and Rourke snapping the ball around and can expose Winnipeg's defense a little bit and find pockets, then we'll have a ball game. If if they go out and Winnipeg's defense shuts uh, BC down the first quarter, I guarantee you win. <clears throat> I think the Bombers' secondary is the weak part of the defense. Weakest part. It has it, it has been this year. Yeah. A couple guys went to the NFL I mean, uh, off season, and Rose hasn't been as good this year. <clears throat> when we're talking about receivers, Shone is an elite receiver. He's the top yep. of the league. He's just he's fucking amazing. His his story but, his story. Go ahead. But. It sure tapers off real fast. Yes, they have Ellingson, but he's not been amazing this year. BC is the only team with three receivers in the top ten. We're not – Ellingson's irrelevant. Ellingson's lucky if he can stay healthy for a half. Winnipeg Winnipeg will look to guys like Bailey, Dembski, Schoen, Wolitarski – not worried about. I don't even care if Ellingson dresses. To tell you the truth, he hasn't been very good this year. Don't get me wrong. I still think the Lions' receiving core is better than Winnipeg's. I be- fully believe that. But I do think Winnipeg's no. receiving core is a good receiving core. Oh yeah, no, that's one thing I'll get. Like I'll get. Dempsey's a good receiver. I, Obviously, Shone's I a good receiver. BC. Rasheed Bailey's a good receiver. I thought BC sucked last year, and I thought they still had the best receiving core in the CFL last season. I think they still do this year. But, no, um, yeah, Winnipeg definitely has weapons. Um, I, 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 don't, I think there's going to be a lot of throwing in this game. Like people, people talk about, like, how big the running game becomes in playoffs and cooler weather, but I, I don't think it's going to be that cold. And I, I really think it's going to be a Claros-Nathan uh, Rourke shootout. And it's all going to come down to how much pressure um, Winnipeg can put on your guys' uh, offense. I'm not really worried about our offensive line protecting Caleros, and if they can't do that, then I'd probably be concerned about them winning the ball game. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's, all I, that's basically all I got on it. It should be a good game. Can I continue with my picks now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can. CJ is going to pick the BC Lions. No surprise there. No, you're not. Really? It's a true story. And I'm going with uh, Will's train of thought here, and I'm going with my 60 points. Uh, it's not going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. I, I was actually disappointed with the Calgary-BC game being so low-scoring. I, uh, I thought it was going to be much higher. 
and I think the Winnipeg-BC game will not disappoint this time. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take BC Lions at 60 points. Okay. That's it. I hope Sparky got all of that. I've got it on a hard copy if we have to. What else happened? I just got a message from Messenger saying that asked me if I wanted to create an avatar. I wouldn't do anything that Facebook asked me to do. So, you know, they used to have uh, Facebook jail. I've been in Facebook jail quite a few times. Uh, not Nothing in the last six months, by the way. Uh, but, you know, Facebook jails no longer exist. Did you know that? Really? I'm actually... Yeah, I'm actually surprised. It's gone now. Do you know what it is now? It's called menopause. Oh, boy. Isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. Come on, that was funny. Okay. Hey, I'm surprised you haven't got kicked off Facebook yet. Like, what I mean by that is, like, like you have to make an all-new account. Because can't you only get banned a certain amount of times and then you're just done? Yeah. Ask Jared. Does it reset after a while or what? Gone. Why do you think he's called Arm Chase? Okay. Huh. Yeah, they can ban people for life. Oh, yeah, and they do. Yeah. I'm not there. <laughs> As opposed to Twitter now sure. where you can pay money and then you can be whoever you want. You can have a verified account of a celebrity even though you're not them. Yeah, that's yep. uh, that's just a little bit of a loophole right now, Charles. I'm pretty sure that's going to get fixed. You would think so. Yeah. Okay, so let's do this Hamilton year in review. Uh, I'm intrigued by this a little bit. What are your guys' thoughts on the likelihood of the return of Orlando Steinauer? He's coming back. Really high in yeah, I, I, I like I think- I, I like Orlando Steinauer. I think he's an awesome coach. But he's made some really dumb fucking mistakes this year. And uh, his team just didn't – it totally underperformed. Now, who's going to take, take responsibility for that? Or who is going to be held responsible for that? Uh, you know – I'm looking at this article, which it says, Hamilton Tiger Cat season comes to a crashing halt after playoff loss to Montreal. Uh, it, it, it's more about the game than the season in itself. It was a roller coaster season, really, for them because they uh, got off to that terrible start. I think they were like 0-5 or something like that. Then they got yeah. a little better, then awful. they sucked. And then they were great down the stretch of the regular season and then fizzled out in the playoffs. So, uh, like I said, it was really a uh, 
uh, a whole uh, up, ebbs and flows. Up and down. Ebbs and flows, up, ebbs yep. and flows. Yeah, I remember after Labor Day, Ottawa was only four games out of first place. Well, that's because of that I mean, crappy division. The Eastern, the Eastern division was so tight in that aspect of things. I mean, obviously, what did Toronto end up with, 10 wins or 11? Uh, they actually Tron- didn't do so bad. But uh, Toronto had the East locked up know. after Canada Day. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The yeah, funny thing about I don't know. is you could honestly probably start like 5-0 and in the East and then not win another game <laughs> the rest of the season. You're finishing first. Well, if you think about it for a second, and I don't mean that, and I'm not touting his foreign again too much, when Nathan Rourke got injured at when BC was 8-1, and they had already secured a playoff position in the Western Division. Yeah, yeah. It's true. They didn't have no, their home that. playoff game, but they did. They Riders didn't make eight wins. Yeah. Having a having a good start in the CFL is definitely key. But uh, I mean, we've seen in different years where a team will come on hot and go all the way. But I, I find it's not as common than nineteen ninety four. Well, even but even you could like look at how how Winnipeg they kind of heated up in 2019 and started playing better down the stretch and kind kind of like BC right now and you guys got Rourke back but no I, I I'm not a Hamilton guy at all but I thought that could have happened with Hamilton because I thought they had a piss poor dog shit season and I was I was actually pretty pretty impressed when uh, Will took me to that game last month in Calgary there they uh, they didn't look shitty that night. No. <laughs> but they're inconsistent, and this, this league, the league itself, is drastically diminished in quarterback talent. Realistically, there yeah, is, it's... at this point in time, only two quarterbacks that are of quality. That are like, oh wow! I really want to buy tickets to watch. Yeah, yeah, they, they'd be considered elite level. Which, and it's you know, it's kind of, I guess, ignorant of me to say, but that's part of the reason why I don't want Nathan Rourke to go to the NFL. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong; I'd be happy for him if he did one day. But you know, I don't know. He's still young. He's got. He's going to be back next year. He's not. He's got a lot to prove yet, CJ. Well, he's under contract you know for next year. Two, I don't it, think. It, it, go ahead, Will. Well, it's too bad he's it's too bad he's Canadian because I could see him uh, running for president in 2050. Okay. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. Okay. I didn't understand that when I eat. We're all we're all, we're all blowing them too much, I think. <clears throat> no, I don't think we are. 
He would have fucking shattered just about every quarterbacking record if he had stayed healthy and stayed on the track that he was. Okay? Shattered. Colaro okay, had now, 4,000 okay. yards. Okay, Ra- now, Rourke CJ, was on what? pace for 6,600. Yeah, that's all good and well, and that's great, great, that's great. Mm-hmm. Now, for you being a longtime football fan, I want to know what's, yeah. what's your definition between a good and a great quarterback. This kid's young. He looks good. He, he, he does look really good. Okay, now I'm just going to give a – say here's – okay, Tom Brady, for example. He doesn't have the best stats all time at all in the NFL. He, he's not even close to having remarkable stats compared to some guys. But he's uh, won, what, seven titles now? Like, at the end of the day, to me, that's what makes you great. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Rourke's better than Caleros. Yeah, he's a great quarterback, but I can't say he's better than him yet unless he goes and wins a few titles. You know, and, and I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, why is Tom Brady such a great quarterback? Is, he, is it because of his quarterback, or is it because the fucking New England Patriots were an amazing team? Is it because they had an amazing coach? Is it because Tom Brady is an above average or better than average quarterback? Okay, it's all of those great things that contribute to wins. I'm not saying a quarterback is going to win games, but if the team is shit, look at Mike. Mike Riley was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He went over to BC and fucking – Five and thirteen on the season, okay. And he came out of fucking Edmonton, and he was terrible over there. He wasn't terrible; the team was. He's always leading the league in passing, yet the team doesn't even fucking make the playoffs, okay. So it's not a quarterback cannot win a game on its own. Quarterback isn't, regardless of how amazing he is, he's not going to win championships. But quarterbacks who are not absolutely amazing elite quarterbacks can win championships because the team that they're on is absolutely stellar, well-coached, well-disciplined, well-put-together, and they don't even have to be a great team. They just have to – everything – all the aspects have to be working. Okay? Calgary was like that. Edmonton was like that with Warren Moon. Was Warren Moon absolutely amazing quarterback? He was pretty fucking awesome, okay? But so was the team. Well, isn't Winnipeg like that now, CJ? Like I, I say, to me, I, I don't give a shit who your quarterback is if you don't have a good O-line. Like, the the game is won, and it all starts in the trenches. i rather, like, I, I'm putting that before a coach or a quarterback. To me, like, your, your starting O-line is the most important position on the field. Then everything else comes the, after that. I'm not, I'm not disputing that, okay? But that's what I'm trying to say is the team has to be completely rounded. So you're asking me why is Tom Brady's stats aren't absolutely amazing, but he has seven championships. Well, he's been on seven fucking teams that have been fucking stellar. Well, for some of it, man, has to do with him, too. <laughs> Like it, it, it's it's a part of it too is also it comes down to when when especially at his age now dedication right like guys talk about Connor McDavid with the, the hockey IQ Tom Brady is pure football IQ like he says every year he plays the sport 
he, he feels like as he gets older, he's not getting faster, but he's getting better. He's getting better mentally every every year. I mean, we're talking about a guy that just went through a divorce with a supermodel because he's too busy focusing on football at home. No, I, I think his biggest fuck-up was investing $650 million in some cryptocurrency and fucking failing. Well, whatever. Yes, you want paying them about six hundred and fifty million to do nothing right now. So, yeah, he lost. So that's it. a drop in the bucket. <laughs> that's a drop in the bucket to Tom Brady, to be honest. Yeah. Well, the no, best part is, that, if, if that's a drop in a bucket, you'd have to say he's a billionaire. No, no. The the best part is too is I believe Tom Brady's either worth two twenty five or two seventy five mil, and his wife's worth like four hundred and twenty mil or something worth way more yep. than him. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, anyway, what, what I'm getting at... She's going to have to pay him alimony. Like, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I, anyway, what I'm getting at, though, is, like, with guys like that, it's there's a whole it's, there's a whole other level, right? Like, it's, it comes down to more than just going and, and playing the game. Like, these, these are guys that are, like, dedicated to the max, and, like, they put their whole life into it. William you're in the corner yes what do you have to say about what I don't care Uh, were um, we talking about the Hamilton Tiger Cats no yeah we're, we're, supposed we were, to be. we're talking about if so Orlando's Steinhauer is going to be back next year. And this is, this I, is why I'm talking to William will right now. I think he will be, for sure, because they can't afford to fire a coach and hire another one because of the fucking management salary cap. Pretty simple. And I don't think there's another one out there. Well, one of the things I I, I did uh, cross my mind on Sunday when BC was playing Calgary is something that CJ has said numerous times, and I haven't almost agreed with him about it, but after what I saw on Sunday, I definitely think the Calgary Stampeders should get an OC and let Dave Dickinson, Dickinson be the head coach. That's it. Hey, Will. Yeah. As a fan, would you, uh, would, you take, would you take Galapo as an OC? No. Okay. Never like Galapo. Never will like Galapo. Um, oh, that's fine. No, that's fine. You know what? Know Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Winnipeg is a perfect example. O'Shea's the head coach, and he has an OC and a DC. And it works for them. Yeah. But, I mean, BC has the same. Right? Yep. But every time that you have a head coach that runs as a coordinator, there's always something. He's so focused, and it's more prevalent when you have a head coach that is an offensive coordinator than an 
head coach is a defensive coordinator. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, so much. I think yep. that you, you need to have an offensive coordinator there because as a head coach, you can't focus on both because the head coaching job is more uh, prevalent or used more when you're on offense where you need both a coordinator and a head coach. But on defense, it's more of a defensive coordinator's job. There's no real decisions to be made by a head coach on defense. Does that make sense? You're not yep. deciding whether you're going to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're going to go on third and one. It doesn't matter whether you're going to – on defense, it is the defensive coordinator does his job. The team does what it's supposed to do. The head coach really has nothing to do in that particular thing. Uh, special teams, the head coach has more to do than when he on, than on defense. Okay. Special teams, mm-hmm. then he has to decide whether he's going to, you know, okay, let's drop it. You guys go do this trick play. You do that play. You do that play. You know, we're gonna we're gonna pooch this kick, or we're gonna do, uh, you know. A, whatever, an onside kick. The head coach makes those decisions, then the special teams coordinator goes off and does them. I don't think the head coach decides that we're going to blitz this time or the head coach decides that, you know, okay, well, we're going to do this or do that. No, the defensive coordinator runs the defense. The offensive co- – or, sorry, the defensive coordinator runs the defense. The offensive coordinator should run the offense, and the head coach makes the decisions on – play uh, on what they want done not how to do it this is what I want done you tell me how you're going to do it you need both of those people there yeah, and, I agree with that yes Dave Dickinson Dave Dickinson needs an offensive coordinator Chris Jones doesn't necessarily need a defensive coordinator Okay. Although I believe that he would be better off with one, and the league would be better off having him train one, mm-hmm. he doesn't need one as much as Dave Dickinson needs an offensive coordinator. Rick Campbell got rid of his got a defensive coordinator. He dropped that hat. Yeah, okay. and I mean, if I remember correctly, Wally always had both too, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. Wally never worked as a coordinator. I don't believe so. When no. he was a head coach. Never. I don't he didn't, neither did Don Matthews. Either, did he? Nope. Nope. And, and it was you know unheard what? of. Well, it was unheard of for anybody to do that when he was in Calgary. That did not exist. I've never heard of that happening until the last fifteen years. A head coach was a head coach. Head coach may have been a general manager but a head coach was never a coordinator. Never. That didn't exist until like 15 years ago. And you know who the first fucking idiot was that did this? And I'll call him that because I don't like the man. He's a fucking idiot. Chasman? 
No. Was it Matt Dunnigan? Kent Austin. Oh, Kent, Kent Austin. Austin. I was Kent Austin's a clown. <laughs> um, yeah. While he you're did, on the topic, he did that in Hamilton. While you guys are on that topic, rant? I we haven't talked about this in quite some time, the ratio, but. I actually think that this whole coaching cap became more of a problem than anything, even the ratio. I think that's the stupidest thing in this league right now, and they need to get rid of that as soon as possible, which I don't think they'll be able to because of the way they set it up. Or if you want to have a coaching cap, it it just makes the league look bad. There's no such thing as a coaching cap in any sport league. I've never seen any other league with a coaching cap. It's stupid. Yeah, but but if you really have to have one so the players aren't all fucking butthurt about the coaches if they're making more money, then at least make it so once you fire a guy's ass, he gets paid out still, but he goes, he's off that coaching cap. And that would solve a lot of the issues with uh, shit like not having guys doing wearing two, three, four hats. Like, just a bad look. And like, like you're the that's right a lot more... That's how you develop more co- coaches for, uh, yeah, just the future of the league, right? I mean, you know, the whole, and when, if you think about it, if you think about it, the whole coaching thing, I don't know where they come up with this stuff sometimes. Charles, did you hear about uh, the Indianapolis guys today and what happened? They fired their coach, right? Right, and they hired a new head coach. Right. And you know who the new head coach is? It's, uh, he used to play for them. Yeah, Tom, is it Tom Saturday, or John Saturday? Yes. I can't remember what his first name is. He was was Peyton Manning's center. Yeah. He's he's only ever coached high school football. Yeah, I thought it was a weird hire. ESPN, he's an ESPN guy, but they've got two former head coaches on their staff, plus they have Scott Milanovic, and they made this guy the head coach. Quite interesting. So, and they say that the CFL is Bush League. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter what league it is. When you got wacky owners with lots of money, they do what they want to do. True. <sighs> okay. Anything else on the Hamilton Tiger Cat, Charles? Nope. They they need to retool next year. I wonder if they've lost confidence in Dane Evans because he had a terrible year overall this year. He had a few games where he played really well, but he had some really bad games this year. And hey, we talked about it earlier about how much money, uh, how much money uh, he's making this year and stuff like that. Do they uh, do they go with Matt Schlitz or whatever, uh, who quite frankly. Um, uh, he, he got just as good a results as Dane Evans, and is probably playing for a lot cheaper. 
Right, right. Okay, but do, I mean, do they go get Bo Levi Mitchell? I mean, we're still talking That's about that. That's the other thing. Maybe and, they go after uh, him. And, and then they, well, they then they ditch the Dane Evans. And in, in doing this, but I don't think the Hamilton team itself, the whole team, they they underperformed this year. It wasn't just Dane Evans was was not good. They just didn't have a quarterback. They underperformed straight across the board. And that they was did. my question with Orlando Steinauer. Have they lost faith in their coach? I, I don't think so. Has the coach not think so. been able to pull that room together? But on the other hand, is the CFL going the way of, okay, once you get a successful model, people follow it, i.e., Winnipeg and Keegan O'Shea for all these years, and he's been shitty for most of them, except for the last three or four. Like, are they going to – and then the salary cap or the management cap comes in that. Are they going to just keep on so they don't have to spend money and hopefully the guy turns it around by getting better talent in? You know what I mean? How bad would yeah. you think they regret letting Jagera Davis go, by the way? Well, yeah, he plays in the great top every year. He loses in the great cup most of the years, but... Well, that's the thing. He didn't win it, always. What does he have? Does he have one, a ring one. yet? Did he get, did yeah. he get one with Calgary? Uh, Calgary. 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 Calgary, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think he's been in the Cake. last. I think I feel like he's been in at least the last four Grey Cups, fellas. Rudy, he's been in every Grey Cup every year he's been in the CFL, and I think that's Great. five or six. That would be five years. So ago. he's a losing one of the losingest players in the CFL. Is. Yeah, but he gets to the cup all the time. <laughs> So the the Riders have been to the Cup 19 times. They've only won it four. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, Uh I've got to tell you this. You guys were talking about Bo Levi and Hamilton. On the sport cage today, they were talking about how they couldn't lure Bo Levi Mitchell to Saskatchewan. And they were coming up with ideas like, okay, first off, we'll have to send a private jet to Winnipeg or to Calgary to pick him up, and then once we get once we get him here, we'll have to sell him on how great of a city Regina would be to raise your family. And I'm and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how the fuck are they gonna do that? Okay, like are they gonna are they gonna get actors or something? Okay, because like come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, valid point. Um, you know, well, it wouldn't be a yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad place if you're uh, a winning football team and the star player of it. But other than that, it's not the greatest. <laughs> I don't know. 
There could like, be worse places like, to play football. I just don't know any. No, and, and we like to make fun of Saskatchewan, but uh, you, you got to like, yeah. <laughs> Saskatchewan, uh, if they're uh, they're kind of like the Yankees of the CFL. Like, if they're winning football games, they're uh, you're a god in that city. Oh, they're you're god. losing, they're going to treat you like shit. They're like the Yankee fans, TJ, yeah. You said, oh. Rudy. I don't know how they aren't like Yankee York fans. Yankee. Oh, Yankee fans. He's won more championships than any other team in the MLB. Okay? More. And, and, and you're comparing them to the fucking losers in Regina? I guess only Charles understands what I said. <laughs> I said. He said Yankee the fans. fans. Their fans act identical, CJ. They're they're absolute pieces of shit to you if you lose, and they treat you like a god if you win. I don't know how they're they're they've always been like that in Sask, and they've always been like that in New York. Exact same. They turn on people quickly. Yeah, and are the riders a good organization? No, I I never said they're a good organization. Yankees are like a model franchise of all sports, as much as I hate them. Easy what you can do with money. Yep. Okay. Okay, we got like 11 minutes left in the show, and we're like in the top half of the agenda. Uh, <laughs> Calgary Stampeders year deal. in review. No, it's 9 0. Uh, Calgary Stampeders year in review. I'm going to let Will take this one. Will, you review your team this year. What did they do right? What did they do wrong? What do they knew? What do they need to do to get better? They were twelve and five, which in most normal years would have got them first place in the league. Yeah, well, okay. The number one thing they didn't have this year was killer instincts. Okay, first thing. Yep. Number two thing. Where does that come from? Thing, that comes from leadership. Okay. Yep. And I think they lost some leadership. And I don't think Bo was as much of a leader because he was on the bench. Um, you, you, you couldn't you talk shit about him all you want as far as, as far as being arrogant. But I've said this a thousand times. I'd rather have a guy on my team who thinks he's going to win every fucking game and will do almost anything to win than somebody who's half motivated. And there's always next game or the game after that. That's the second thing. They didn't have that. Um, it's, it's not, it's, they didn't have, I don't think they had a good enough receiving core. Um, I, I still think, I still think Jake Mayer is going to be a star in the CFL. You wait and see. Um, I see things from him. I mean, you know, we talk about how young Jake or how young Nathan Rourke is. Jake Mayer is only 25. He's had one year oh, experience in the CFL. And yep. and guys get better with reps. It's that simple. Um, I I I think. Uh, I don't like a lot of. I don't like some of their coaching staff right now. I don't like uh, McDaniel's as the receiver coach. 
and I don't like it. I don't even remember his name. I don't like their D-back coach. And I think the biggest, one of the biggest problems this year was their D-backs were not that good. They said they were, but they weren't. Um, Part of that has to do with Trey Roberson, who was out most of the season with a knee injury. He'll be back next year because I know they've signed him to two or three years. But we'll see if he's he's getting long in the tooth. Um, I think they still have to revamp. I think I really think they should try hard to re-sign Sean Lemon. Uh, and I think personally, I think Sean Lemon is the defensive player of the year in my mind. Um, at 34 years old or whatever the fuck he is. Um, mm-hmm. O-line, D-line, I think it's set. I, I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I hope they sign Derek Dennis again next year because he was outstanding this year until he got hurt. They will. He was. So, um, I, I but the only place he plays, the only place he plays well is in Calgary for some reason. You take him out of Calgary know, and he's like as bad as Swiss cheese. People are running by him left and right. I know. He it's must, weird. It must be the water or something. It must be the water or something. Or maybe it's the coaching. Or maybe, like we've talked about before, it's the system. And he fits in the system. So, I, I you know I what? like that. Yeah, Calgary is always competitive. Um, I, I don't know... I, I don't know. Maybe they pulled the plug on Bo Levi Mitchell too soon. Maybe they should have given him another year and let Jake Mayer work it out for another year. But I don't think that's going to happen because there's going to be some team out there that's going to offer Bo some money. Okay? If Dane Evans can get $435,000, so can Bo. So... The problem um, with Bo, he wasn't playing that well at the beginning of the season, Will. And and they needed to make some kind of change, and I think that the rest, the time on the bench, was beneficial to him. Maybe. Maybe, but I mean, even at 33 years old, he says, yeah, I'm not going to be a backup anywhere. I'm a starter or I'm not. Yeah. And I gotta like I like that. I like that about him. You know I've always liked that about him. I, I don't like quarterbacks so, who were starters for years and years and years and all of a sudden they go to a backup role and, and diminish themselves. Go out on top right. and just go away. That's right. Right? And it, and and I, I personally think I personally think that if Bo goes somewhere it blemishes his career somewhat. Unless he wins a couple of Grey Cups, okay. But but I mean, you you guys never like you guys don't like G. Roy Simon. He went to fucking Saskatchewan, okay. Like, come on. I mean, G. Roy Simon is a BC Lion, okay. Always has been. In my mind, he always will be. No, it's true. It, it, it is okay? true. So I, hate... I don't like him as a BC Lion either. No, I, I hate guys who go to other teams. And, and Bo, I mean, he's got a legacy in Calgary regardless of where he goes. And I think someday he will be back in Calgary coaching if that's what he desires. But who knows? Who knows? I think I he's pretty established in this community. 
and so I think he will be back. So, see, the problem with the CFL right now is they don't pay their coaches worth shit, and no salary cap. Say, you know, for him to hang up his cleats right now and go work as a receivers coach for Calgary, he's going to make sixty grand a year. Yep. If. Yep. And why would he do that when when he could go to Saskatchewan and get a $60,000 signing bonus and then retire? <laughs> do a Darian Durant. Or, or, or in reality, if he played for another two years as a starter, if they so desire or gave him starters money, he can make a million dollars for the next two years or at least eight hundred grand. Right? Yeah, he can. Yeah. So, there you go. Sign a two-year deal with Hamilton and be done. You know, and now the way they're talking, the way but the way they're talking, if Bethel Thomas, if Bethel Thomas retires, Toronto's an option because him and Ryan Dinwiddie got along well. Yeah, and so. Toronto threw the biggest amount of money at him four years ago. Yep, they did. Toronto doesn't give a shit. Toronto doesn't care about age. They'd pay him. And I think it was our big finance analyst, Will, who shared the article that I read today. Um, I think Huff said he he wants to for sure re-sign uh, Derek Dennis. And then he didn't say he'd for sure re-sign Lemon, but Lemon apparently is interested in returning. Like he wants to play next year. So. Yeah, but John Huffnagel is notorious. John Huffnagel is notorious for saying, what's John Huffnagel's favorite line? Does anybody know? Well, cheaper, if you want to be, yeah, under, faster, if you want to be, if you want to be the highest player, highest paid player at your position, it will not be in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And we've talked about that before though, Will, like Derek Dennis has learned that he already tried Sean, that. Yeah. But Sean, Sean Lemon, Sean Lemon has left twice because of salary in Calgary. Yeah, no, and, and he'll, go, he'll go where the money is. But on the other hand, I've also heard that Sean Lemon has lots of business interests and doesn't really care about the money in the CFL anymore. So, who knows? Yeah. That was uh, the Rob Murphy story. On Sean Lemon? No, Rob Murphy, when he... Uh, old lineman for the BC Lions who was making more money in his fucking commercial real estate than he was in the fucking CFL. God damn, why do I have to do that? Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast episode number five. Shut up! (laughs) This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast episode number five hundred and (laughs) ten. Your host, Christopher Jones, I'm going to reach through the phone and slap Will aside the head. Okay. Um, we're going to watch football this weekend. Playoffs, Western Finals, Eastern Finals. Charles, say goodnight. Goodnight, folks. Next week, one of us is going to be pissed off. We'll, uh, we'll see who it is. Well, maybe if the Lions lose, it'll be two of us. But enjoy the uh, Division Finals, and then uh, we get ready for Grey Cup next week. Talk to you then. Okay. William, say goodnight. 
Good night, everybody. I have a prediction to make. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders will not be in the Grey Cup this year. That is all. Yay! Well, they'll be at the Grey Cup. They bought tickets. Rudy, say good night. Night. Talk to you in two weeks. Two weeks?